Hey everybody, welcome to Hope for Our Times Sunday evening here on the uh, west coast of the United States of America. I was reading some of the comments just a few minutes ago. Somebody said, how does anybody in the UK uh, know about this channel uh, with some of the viewers that we have in the UK? And I saw somebody else respond that there are viewers all over the world. Indeed, there are. We have a lot of viewers that are coming from some uh, very challenged areas. As I mentioned, each week, Australia, Canada, uh, all over different parts of Europe. We even have viewers over in Israel, South America, uh, even in Russia and Iran. Uh, but God is doing great things. But we live in interesting times. Hey, I want to give you a quick update. And it's regarding Don Stewart. I saw that Lisa D is keeping people updated on Don on the comments. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, so here's the story. Don had a major uh, surgery yesterday, uh, open heart surgery, a quadruple bypass. It was a big deal. Uh, today he's uh, in ICU and he's, it was a successful surgery. Uh, continue to pray for him and his wife and his two daughters also. Uh, they could really use the encouragement. Uh, but with uh, the report today, uh, the doctor said, hey, look, if you a 10, uh, a 10 out of 10 is the worst heart you can have. And they said Don scored a 10 out of 10. Without it, he would not have survived without the surgery. So praise God for that. He had the best surgeon on the West Coast of, of America. And uh, listen, successful surgery. So praise the Lord. Uh, pray for his continued recovery and for his family. And our, our prayers go out to all of you guys. Thank you. Uh, God bless you, Don, for all that you have done for myself and uh, for uh, all of the viewers and the followers that you have throughout the world. Also, a couple of other things I want to update you on. I am going to be live tomorrow, 2 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, uh, with my guest, Bill Salas. I'm going to be asking him some interesting questions. Uh, we're going to be, <laughs> I, I can't wait, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, I was asked recently, several times recently, about Daniel chapter 2, and uh, what's that phrase mean where they will uh, mingle with the seed of men and then going back into Genesis chapter 6 and so forth. Bill, I don't know if you know I was going to ask you that, but now you do, but I'm going to ask you some of the other things that we are talking about. It's going to be a great time. We'll be live. We'll be taking your questions on that also. A couple of other things I have coming up. I want to encourage you. Uh, you can go to our website, Hope for Our Times. Dot com and go to events. I will be speaking in Orlando, Florida at the end of January with Jeff Kinley, uh, Todd Hampson, Ed Heinsen, and also Don Perkins. Uh, but you need to register in advance. And I don't know how much space is left, uh, but I would encourage you, if you're going to be in the Orlando area, end of January, you would want to sign up. Sign up as soon as you possibly can. It's going to be terrific time out there. A couple of other things. New Year's Eve, I have a prophecy update I'm going to be doing. I do one every year. I have a guest that's going to be joining me uh, this New Year's Eve, a guest you're going to want to hear, and I'll leave it at that for now. I'll announce who that guest is uh, probably tomorrow. Um, but uh, it's going to be great. He's already booked, already ready to go. It's going to be an exciting time. New Year's Eve prophecy update. Give you more details starting tomorrow. Uh, and then obviously... Um, I'm back on YouTube. Uh, we had an interesting time. Uh, three times in 2021, I got kicked off of YouTube. We don't exactly know why this last time. But um, anyways, uh, we're on here. We are on. Uh, we do have our own server now at HopeForOurTimes.com. I'll be doing messages on there this week that probably won't be able to find on YouTube. We'll see. Uh, we're all are also, by the way, we are on Rumble. People keep asking me, do I post there? Yeah, everything I have uh, post there. Uh, we'll, we, we will be on Roku here uh, within the next week or two also. And I believe we're even going to be able to do live on Roku. So that's uh, kind of good. Um, but I'm going to have a lot of things to talk about this week. And a lot of it will be uh, not on this particular uh, YouTube channel. So enough said of that. Okay, interesting things to talk about. Uh, so consider uh, just some of the news headlines. By the way, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Bill Gates invented a, a, a video game in 1999. And I, 
the, the name of it is, is rather interesting. It, it happens to be a, a letter of the Greek alphabet. I'll leave it at that for right now. And um, I might come back to it at the end of the program. In fact, I am going to come back to it at the end of the program. Uh, I don't want, I, I just can't say too much about it right now. But anyways, end of the program, we'll come back there. Consider this. This is just some of the headlines in the news the last couple of days. In fact, a writer from New York, John, he wrote in, he said, did you know you paid for AI control of where and how you move. Uh, I was talking about our taxpayer dollars. Uh, here's this article out of uh, the uh, um, Zero Hedge. Biden infrastructure bill includes passive monitoring vehicle kill switch in a mandates for automakers. Now, many of you have sent in emails about this to me, and I was reading it early on in the week. This article says, as if the Biden administration wasn't doing enough to infringe on your civil liberties with lockdowns and vaccine mandates, media reports over the last several days are suggesting that Biden's new infrastructure bill will also include a mandate for automakers to install, excuse me, kill switches into vehicles. Former Rep. Bob Barr, writing for the Daily Caller, calls the measure disturbingly short on details, but for the fact that the proposed device must passively monitor the performance of a driver of a motor vehicle to accurately identify whether that driver may be impaired, which of course is code for some kind of device that is constantly on and monitoring your vehicle and will likely have the power to shut down your vehicle anytime at once. I mean, that's the reality of it. This is a quote, this is privacy disaster in the making. And the fact that the provision made it through the Congress reveals yet again how little its members care about the privacy of their constituents. I mean, yeah, seriously, you look at that, you're thinking, okay, this is going to be going in all new cars now? Mandatory kill switch? I talk about, uh, I mean, you, you, you can't make this stuff up. It, it, uh, um, I mean, you're driving down the road, they want to control you. Um, we're just seeing, we're, we're seeing everything tight more and more and more on our freedoms. Uh, some more headline articles. Dark winter looms for Pennsylvania's power bill set to soar. Singapore power prices spike 1,290% as energy crisis emerges. New York crime figures return to the bad old days. Another gruesome murder has shocked Brooklyn. Another title, How Migrant Surge at the Border Fuels Massive American ODs from Tiny Grains of This Killer Drug, the killer drug being fentanyl. This is really bad stuff, folks. A disturbing confrontation inside Australia's gold standard uh, camp. I can't say more on that one. Uh, I will during the week. Uh, California to cut water to cities and farmlands amid persisting drought. Ray DeLeo. Dangerously high risk of civil war in America. And then it just goes on. Uh, this is a leading indicator of a civilization in decline. When the rule of law goes, so does everything else. Uh, continues. Uh, what do they know? Insiders are dumping stocks at the fastest pace in history. And it's just article after article after article like that that is taking place uh, this week. Listen, we have a lot to talk about in our next few minutes. At the end, we'll set aside some time to do a live a Q&A with you guys, uh, but we're in the minor prophets. We're in uh, message number three with the prophet Hosea. And uh, remember, the minor prophets um, uh, are uh, major events. They may be minor prophets because of their length of of the of the books they've written or the letters they've written, but the events are major. The title of the message for uh, right now is coming from Hosea, beginning in chapter three. Chapter three of Hosea. It's very, very small, poquito, very tiny. But here's the message title. Oh, no, is this what is coming next? Folks, we have some very interesting things happen. I already talked about this one. Biden infrastructure bill includes passive monitoring, uh, vehicle kill switch mandates for automakers. So you want to talk about what's coming next? The new world order. Look at this. The hatred is increasing. If you can see this picture, you see the arrow is pointing to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Regarding the hatred increasing, this article that this is taken from goes on to say, the leader of the Arab party currently sitting in Israel's government recently said that Jews had no right to pray on the Temple Mount. He said that the Temple Mount is a place that should only be for Muslim worship. 
He forgot to mention that uh, the Dome of the Rock is actually the third holiest site in Islam, and the worshippers face away from the dome when praying. Uh, there's more I could say on that, but that's not what this is about tonight. Also, U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Linda Thomas-Greenfield came down hard on Jewish settlements in Judea and Samaria. In the meantime... The U.S. is making plans to reopen the U.S. consulate in Jerusalem for the Palestinians, whether Israel likes it or not. So there you go. Let's continue from there, right? So we see that. Listen, if, if you study the Bible and you start looking at the headlines and you look what's coming out of Israel right now, uh, man, we can look and say, okay, is this what is coming next? Listen, folks, it is amazing the days that we live in. Uh, continuing, this is out of the Jerusalem Post from a few days ago. I reported the, on this when I was on his channel on a, a World News Briefing on Thursday. It says this, 129 nations ignore Jewish ties to Temple Mount, call it solely Muslim. Unbelievable. When you look at it and you hear reports like the Pope says, hey, we're going to divide Jerusalem. It's time that that gets done. You see the nations of the world saying we need to get, listen, the Jews have no right to the, to, uh, uh, the Temple Mount. By the way, the real call, if you've ever been over to Israel, is to remove the Jews from even the Jewish quarter over in the old city. You look at that and you go, you've got to be kidding me, that they wouldn't even have the Western Wall. So uh, if you've been to Jerusalem, you've seen those things, but that is what uh, these movements are about. It's, it's cleansing the land from the Jews. That's what they want to do. But let me tell you something, it ain't going to work. In fact, we're going to get to that tonight with Hosea in just a, in just a minute. Uh, there's this article. A U.S. official says we're preparing for a world with no nuclear deal. Where do you think this is going to go? This is, one, this is to me, is one of those, those dove moments. Of course, uh, when Trump was president, he was saying, hey, you can't, trust, you can't trust Iran on all of this stuff. But there we are, we're preparing for a world with no nuclear deal. And then there's this, Blinken discovers that Iran doesn't seem to be serious about nuclear talks. Now that's one where I would just say, duh, what on earth did you expect uh, to, to happen, right? Okay, so let's get going. We are here, we're with Hosea. And uh, remember where we left off with the book of Hosea. Hosea was told by the Lord to go and marry this woman. This woman was unfaithful. She was a prostitute. She had given herself over to harlotry. They had three children together. Uh, the first one was probably Hosea's child. The next two were definitely not Hosea's children. Um, nevertheless, we learned something in that, that God was telling Hosea, don't disown your children. And Hosea didn't disown his children. Hosea loved his children. Um, but then at the same time, uh, we also learned this more, much more valuable lesson, even though God says unloved and no mercy, those are the names Hosea was to give to his children. God is letting Hosea know, don't disown your children. And in that, God is using Hosea as a real-life illustration in his really bad marriage as a real-life illustration of his relationship with Israel. It says, I love Israel, but I've never disowned Israel. Listen, take heart, because this matters to you and me. If you're not a Jew, if you're a Gentile, and if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, then here's a lesson for you and I. God doesn't disown his children. He doesn't disown Israel, as we're going to see, and he does not disown you as if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I praise God for that. Because if, uh, when you sin, if you're actually a genuine believer, God doesn't just cast you aside. You might go through some rebuke. You, you, you might get a little bit of discipline. But God doesn't disown his children. And that is a huge, huge factor. Okay, so with Hosea, Hosea was prophesying um, to the northern kingdom of Israel, a little over 700 BC, before Assyria came in. He's warning them, Assyria is going to come in and attack the northern kingdom of Israel. So Hosea is prophesying there. And the first thing that we come to with the prophecy of uh, Hosea is, number one, it is the covenant. So chapter three of Hosea picks up 
the story of Hosea's personal life in the midst of desolation of his heart and, 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 uh, and just the pain of, uh, of his heart and of his own home. And God speaks with Hosea and he gives him instruction. Now remember again, what is it? It's God's relationship with Israel seen through the relationship of Hosea with this woman who's given herself over to prostitution, his wife, right? Okay, so uh, Hosea chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. Then the Lord said to me, God talking to Hosea, Go again, love a woman who is loved by a lover. It is committing adultery, just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel, who took the other gods and love the raisin cakes of the pagans. In other words, Israel, I raised them up. I brought them out of Egypt. I loved them. I made a covenant with them and everything, but they turned from me. And they turned to the sins of the pagan cultures. They wanted to do those things, the sexual practices, the things they brought into the temple, and all these different things. It was more exciting to them than having a relationship with me. God says, I want you to go to Hosea, and I want you to bring her back. You're going to love her. It's interesting. God now tells Hosea, he says, go to this woman. Interesting. Doesn't say go to your wife. He calls her a woman here. Go to this woman. And then he says this uh, to love her anyways. Go again. Love the woman who is living with another man. Okay, a couple of things that we learn here. One of them is the principle of love. So think of this with me. Many think of love as a feeling. Uh, but we know uh, from this that Hosea ain't feeling it. We know from this that, that God ain't feeling it uh, for the nation of Israel. That's what's going on here. Biblically, true love is a matter of the will. So God doesn't love Israel because they're more wonderful. And God didn't send his son to die uh, for us because we are more wonderful. Listen, this is great news. True love Biblical love is a matter of the will. It's, it's a choice. We often think, well, love is a feeling. Love is an emotion. No, those are things we experience when in love. But love is an action work. God loves Israel, loved Israel, and continues to love Israel. And again, I, I, I praise God for that because God doesn't give up on us either. And, and uh, listen, it, he doesn't love you because you're wonderful. Did you know that? Some people, some Christians, I think, they think that they're wonderful. So, well, God must love me. Now, that's probably going to cause you more problems uh, with your pride. No, God didn't love Israel because they were more wonderful. And God doesn't love you or I because we are more wonderful. So number one, we have the principle of love. True love is a matter of the will. Number two, we have the purchase of love. Okay, this is where it starts to get dicey. And this is where we start to get into some crazy Bible prophecy. Check this out. Chapter 3, verse 2. And this is, this is only five verses, this whole chapter. Look at this. So Hosea writes, so I bought her for myself. So he goes back. He has to buy, check this out, verse 2. His wife sells her, she's a prostitute. She's sold into slavery. In order for him to get his own wife back, he has to purchase her. So she's on the, she's on the slave trading block as a prostitute. Wow. So I bought her for myself for 15 shekels of silver and one and a half homers of barley. And then I said to her, you shall stay with me many days. You shall not play the harlot, nor shall you have a man. So too will I be toward you. Okay. So again, God is using Hosea and his wife as a real life illustration of his relationship with Israel. Now check this out. Here comes this prophecy. Look at this. Verses four and five. For the children of Israel shall abide many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred pillar, without ephod or teraphim. What is that? The children of Israel, they're not going to have a temple. They're not going to have a priest in Jerusalem. They're going to be scattered. They're not going to be worshiping their, the way they want to. God says here, for many days, this is going to happen. The children of Israel shall abide many days without king, without prince, without sacrifice, sacred pillar, ephod, or teraphim. Folks, that is where Israel has been for a long, long time, 2,000 years. This is amazing. That's what verse 4 is about. But then look at verse 5. We're projected into 
the future, the millennial kingdom, when Jesus comes back. Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. Folks, I, I look at that and I just absolutely, I, I love that because here's the promise, uh, the promise for Israel. Um, I look at this and I think, okay, there are so many people that say, uh, God is done with Israel. Listen, God is not done with Israel. I'll tell you what's happening right now with Israel. We're going to look a little bit more at this in a couple more minutes, just with the Iran deal and these different things going on. God is isolating Israel. That's what's happening right now. We are rapidly being moved into uh, the period that's coming uh, of the tribulation period, the 70th week of Daniel, and God is isolating Israel. God is working with his people again. Listen, this is what God says in, in, uh, in um, Romans chapter 11. He tells us God is not done with Israel. And then God says this, uh, for this, don't be ignorant of the mystery. Here's the mystery. Blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come, and then all Israel will be saved. It's, it's a mystery. Yet people say, oh no, God's done with Israel. God is not done with Israel. Old Testament and New Testament. Right here, did you know that right here in Hosea chapter 3, verse 5, God says this. He isn't done with Israel. Afterward, after they've been desolate, after they've had no temple, after they've had no king, after they've had no priest, afterward the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They will do it. They shall fear the Lord and his goodness. When? In the latter days. The day is coming. The words of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, will be fulfilled where Jesus said in Matthew chapter 23, you will say to me, speaking to the religious leaders of Israel, you will say on that day, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The book of Zechariah, they will look upon him whom they pierce. They will cry out, Hosanna. Listen, I look at the things that are going on right now in this world. There is some bad stuff that's going on in this world right now. I was talking with a brother this morning and he brought up some horrific news things I don't even want to repeat. And in that... Um, he says, uh, uh, we're going back and forth. He's going, it's too hard for him to even stomach. And I said, you know what God is doing? As you look at the whole world, God is bringing people to realize they cannot save themselves. And, and uh, he wants people to cry out, Lord Jesus, save me. Lord Jesus, save me. Lord Jesus, save me. And, and there's going to come a time when the rapture is going to take place and this world is going to go through judgment. And verse 3 or verse 5 of, of Hosea chapter 3 is going to be fulfilled. Afterward, they will look upon me in the latter days and they will cry out to me. Folks, that day is going to come. Why? The Bible tells us. Again, it's not because Israel's more lovable. And, and the fact that you are saved if you're in Christ Jesus isn't because you're more lovable or more awesome or more wonderful, but God has a covenant with the Son. Well, God also has a covenant with Israel. Look at this. Uh, Genesis chapter 17, God says, I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you. This is Abraham, God's covenant with Abraham. Who's it for? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and your descendants after you in their generations. What is it? An everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Why does God keep this covenant with Israel and with the Jews? Again, it's not because they're more lovable or something like that. It's because his name and his word is in the covenant. Look at this. This is what this goes on to say. Ezekiel chapter 36, God goes on and says, wherever they went, Israel, they profaned my holy name. Or like Hosea, they prostituted themselves is what he's saying. He's talking about spiritual adultery is what he's likening this. He takes Hosea, a real life adultery, and in his relationship with Israel, he's calling it spiritual adultery. I had concern for my holy name, God says, which the house of Israel had profaned among the nations wherever they went. Thus says the Lord God, I do not do this for your sake, O Israel, but for my holy name's sake. God says, I've got a covenant with the people. I'm going to honor it because my name is on the covenant. Likewise, folks, if you believe in replacement theology, that is not biblical. That ain't biblical. Listen, I praise God that God promised he's going to keep his covenant with Israel. 
Because if he's going to break the covenant with Israel, how can I trust him to keep his covenant that we have uh, with him regarding his son? Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Listen, I want you to think of this. First Corinthians chapter seven says of us in Christ Jesus, you were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. I think of Hosea buying his wife out of slavery, right? We were that, that the real life illustration in his life. Folks, we were bought with a price. The price is the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, let's get going. We only got about 20 more minutes, folks. I want to get going. I want to get to your questions. So chapter four, you ready? There's a lot more in here. Verses one through three. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel, for the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. By swearing and lying, killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break all restraint with bloodshed upon bloodshed. Therefore, the land will mourn and everyone who dwells there will waste away with beasts of the field and the birds of the air. Even the fish of the sea will be taken away. Listen, God is just talking about judgment that's going to be happening everywhere. Look at this. What do we have? We have the covenant. Number one, number two right here, we have the controversy. It's the problem. Chapter four begins with this list of sins. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Romans chapter one list of sins, which we're going to look at in a minute, when God says, I have given them over. In chapter four, verse one, God says, God says this, for the Lord brings charge against Israel. The Lord brings charge against Israel. What is that? It's real simple. God is the plaintiff. Israel is the defendant. It is God versus Israel. Wow. So we look at this. Uh, you, you look at this problem here with what America's done um, uh, at the border. Just, just that one incident that I just told you about. All right. But this is going to go on from here. What's the result? When you look at, you look at uh, Hosea chapter 4, the sins of the people, the things that they are doing, and there's more uh, sins that they've committed. God says, I'm going to turn you over. You're going to be judged for the sins that you have done. What does that judgment look like when the judgment is happening? When you're, you're committing these kind of things, like I just mentioned on the border, you look at the abortions in America, the millions and millions, I believe it's 70 million abortions now here in America. But I mean, the list just goes on and on and on with, with, with the sins that are committed and how the church turns away, by the way. What will the result be? There's going to be judgment. I want you to think of this. Well, check out this article. Russia is planning massive military offensive against the Ukraine involving 175,000 troops, U.S. intelligence warns. What's that have to do with us? A lot. Look at this one. Iran downplays uh, reports of blast near Natanz nuclear facility uh, sites air defense drill. Well, you know, that's out of Israel today. You know, looking at this going, you got to come, come on. Uh, is it just an air defense drill? No, there's a lot of reports that have come out about this all over the Internet over the last couple of days. Listen, things are heating up in the world. So we see that 175,000 Russian troops, right? Then we have what's going on between Iran and Israel. Listen, these are key things. If you know Bible prophecy, Iran, Israel, Russia, Better believe they are key things, but there's more here. I want you to check this out. What's this? Lloyd Austin says, increased China activity near Taiwan looks like a rehearsal. What is he saying there? He's saying, I'm telling you, it looks like Taiwan, uh, excuse me, China is actually going to attack Taiwan. It doesn't look like it's just a, just a war game. Uh, there actually looks like they're going to actually do something. So then we have this, right? Check this out. Also, uh, Lloyd Austin, U.S., South Korea to write new war plan to counter North Korean nukes and missiles. Folks, we have wars and rumors of war. So when God, when you look at the Bible and you realize that God is going to turn over people to judgment, um, and you start to look at what does that judgment look like? He's already told us what what the signs are going to be, what, what events are going to be taking place that should have our attention so when we can see those things coming about that we would know, aha, we've got a problem. 
we are under God's judgment. I just showed you all kinds of articles that just show the wars and rumors of wars. Uh, we have Russia in the Ukraine. We have Iran and Israel. You have China and Taiwan. This last one, U.S. and South Korea to write a new war plan to counter North Korean nukes and missiles. And believe me, this list just goes on and on and on. You want to know something else? In Revelation chapter 6, when you have the second horse of the apocalypse, the second horseman, what do you have? You have this red horse to take peace from the earth. It's got a great sword, meaning great war. Mega war is going to break out. Jesus said we would hear of wars and rumors of wars. The fulfillment of that is Revelation chapter 6, where great war breaks out. We are watching the threat of great war breaking out all over the, all over the world. And it appears the restraint is being removed. The time is coming when the restrainer will be removed. We will be raptured. The restrainer will be removed. And you want to know what? Jesus is going to loose those seals of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, the six seals. He's going to, he's going to loosen all of them. All seven seals, actually, he's going to loosen them all. And when the restrainer is removed and the restraining is gone and the seals are loosed, baby, what do you think this world is going to look like? You think it's bad now? It's going to get far worse. Look at this next article, and then we're going to move on because I only got 10 minutes left before we go to your questions. Look at this. Never seen anything like it. Los Angeles residents stunned as violent climbs creep into wealthier communities. Listen, it's not rocket science. I'm about two hours outside of Los Angeles. I had to go to Los Angeles a few months back, right near Beverly Hills. And I was looking at it right there at the foot of Beverly Hills, just thinking, wow, this is it. But apparently now you have the crime creeping into these other neighborhoods. But look at this chapter four, verse one, verse two. What do we hear? Verse 2, the people say, let us break all restraint. Uh, they want to swear. They want to lie. They don't want the truth. They don't want any of that. Let us break all restraint. Man, I look at that verse and I think how close we are. Right now, there's this restraining force. I believe the Holy Spirit working through his people. But that restraint's going to be gone. That rapture is going to happen. Look at this. This is what Romans chapter 1 says. Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. To do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, uh, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who, knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Uh, so, so people are approving these things. We're voting laws to approve these things. And if you don't approve with them, you're a hater. You're going to get censored, whatever it is. But God says this in the beginning in verse 28. All, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. Here in, in Hosea chapter 4, uh, they break all restraint. Psalm chapter 2, what happens? The rulers and the kings of the world get together and they, make a, they have a vain plan, a conspiracy against the God of heaven. And they said, let us break his cords from us. Let's break all restraint. Let's get rid of God. Let's bury God. God says, I'm going to laugh at them. I will hold men in derision. They says, kiss the son, lest he be angry. My son will rule and reign from Jerusalem. Folks, I, I look at all these things that are going on right now, and uh, you can't make this stuff up. You cannot make this stuff up. Uh, look at this. Think of this. Men think that casting off restraint is a doorway to freedom, but it is actually a pathway to destruction. They think, I'm going to get rid of the restraint. Look at right now. The Bible tells us who the sun sets free is free indeed. There's freedom when you come to God. People say, I'm not coming to God. I'm just going to go along with, I'm going to go along with what they're telling me to do right now. Listen, what you're being told to do right now, you think there's freedom in that? 
Listen, I'd like to talk more on that. That's gonna have to be <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna have to be like a too hot for YouTube thing coming up this week. But um, I mean, seriously, you look, you go, wow, talk about being in bondage. Folks, this isn't rocket scientists. So, rocket science. Listen, men think casting off restraint is a doorway to freedom, but it's actually a path to destruction. People are trying to get rid of God and, and they're just getting themselves in more and more trouble. What do we have next? I'm going to wrap it up here in just a minute. We go, we have the covenant, we have the controversy, we have the corruption. I'm going to just read these verses, get to then, wrap it up. Let now, verse 4 of chapter 4, let no man contend or rebuke another, for your people are like those who contend with the priest. Therefore you shall stumble in the day, the prophet also shall stumble with you in the night, uh, and I will destroy your mother, for my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Ah, this is talking about biblical knowledge. And right now people are being destroyed because they don't understand, they don't want to know about the biblical knowledge that Jesus is coming again. Because you have rejected knowledge, verse 6, I also will reject you from being priests for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. So the prophet will stumble, the people will stumble, the priests, who are false priests, are going to be rejected. Wow, three Ps. The more they increased, the more they sinned against me. The more kids you had, the more you sinned against me. I will change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people. They set their heart on iniquity, and it shall be like people, like priests. I will punish them for their eve, for their ways and reward them for their deeds, for they shall eat but not have enough. They will commit harlotry but not increase because they have ceased obeying the Lord. They turned from the Lord. They stopped obeying the Lord. God says, you're going to try and do all these different things. You're never going to have enough. You're never going to be satisfied. This is what is going to happen to you. Harlotry, wine and new wine enslave my heart, enslave the heart. My people ask counsel from their wooden idols, their false religions. Their staff informs them for the spirit of har harlotry has caused them to stray and they have played the harlot against their God. They offer sacrifices on mountaintops, burn incense on the hills and so forth. I will not punish your daughters when they commit harlotry nor your brides when they commit adultery for the men themselves go apart with the harlots and offer sacrifices with ritual harlot, temple prostitutes. Therefore, people who do not understand will be trampled. Did you get that? They cast off restraint, thinking they're going to have freedom. They go into all these sins, and you know what? They don't understand. They have the lack of biblical knowledge. They will be trampled. Folks, this describes today. Look at this, and we're going to wrap it up here. You have a problem with the people that are described here, and we have problem with the prophets and problems with, a problem with the priests. Look at this. Look at this right now. Right? Talking about casting off God, getting rid of God. Some of you over, uh, over in Europe looking at this, Finland puts Christianity on trial as the Bible is deemed as hate speech. Write that down. Look at that. I mean, this is, you, this is laughable. God laughs and he holds them in derision. Yet this is Hosea chapter 4. What you just saw, that's Romans chapter 1. That's Psalm chapter 2. God says, you want to do that? You're going to put me on trial? Listen, remember how we started out with Hosea today. It was God versus Israel. God puts Israel on trial. Okay, here we go. Game on. Right now, folks, I believe the world is on trial. We have problem with the people in this text. We have problem with the prophets. We have problem with the priests. Um, there are corrupt. Listen, we have corrupt leaders in the pulpits. There's corrupt um, prophets out there. There's corrupt judges out there. There's corrupt politicians and the people are just casting off all restraints, going along with them. Listen, when it comes to ancient Israel, I want you to think of this. It was Edmund Burke who said, those who cannot remember the past are, are um, condemned to repeat it. And then I'll conclude with this, and I'm going to read you something as we wrap it up, because I want to get back to this thing from Bill Gates from 1999, his video game. <clears throat> Timothy wrote, 2 Timothy chapter 4, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, huh, like today, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. This describes Hosea. They will turn their ears away from truth and be turned, to, turned aside to fables. 
Folks, look at that again. They, according to their own desires, they're not gonna, they don't want to know the Bible anymore. They have itching ears. Heap up for themselves. Teachers turn away from the truth. All right. What did Hosea say? He said this. He said, my people, God said, my people will be destroyed for lack of knowledge. They did not want to retain me. They didn't want sound doctrine. Um, and what do they want? They just want to sin. That's what this just talks about. They just want to sin, sin, sin. Uh, what did t- uh, Paul write to Timothy there? Um, they're going to heap up for themselves teachers that are going to make them feel good, turn away from the truth, and just turn aside to fables. Look at this, and I go, wow, you can't make this stuff up. The parallels are here. He doesn't learn from his past is, is bound to repeat it. Okay, a couple of things I want to share with you. Okay, in 1999, <clears throat> get this, Bill Gates had a video game, and the name of the game was, um, I hope I'm good on this, <laughs> I'm going to find out. <laughs> It'll be posted on my website. If not, the name of the game in 1999 was Omicron. I mean, you, you can't make this up. So there's a character in there. Uh, the voice is um, David Bowie's. <clears throat> His character in the, in, it, in the video game is Boz, B-O-Z. He says this, wake up people of Omicron and its corrupt government are lulling you to sleep in order to control you better. They have transformed you into puppets that are manipulated by Ix and the demons. So I'm going to leave it there. I don't want to comment too much on that because who knows what could happen to me on uh, Google. But um, I mean, you, you look at this. And I go, man, you can't make this stuff up. Look, I had a few more things to say, but I'm going to cut out here so I can take your live questions. So if you have questions, uh, we are ready to go. Make sure that you put the word QUESTION in all caps. I'm going to go 15 minutes with your questions. Put the word QUESTION in all caps. And then uh, ask your question. And let's roll. Let me ask the guys who are helping me in the media department, media room. Hey, is there a way you guys can put the questions up on the monitor in front of me so I can see him there instead of my phone. Okay, is there any way you can make, oh, that's perfect, right there. Got it, I can see it, whoa, 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 that's, that's. oh, you're going, man, that's a lot of, that's a lot there, okay. Um, so if you got questions, throw them up there. If you don't, here's one. I truly want to understand where is Elijah, heaven, Second Kings chapter two, verse 11. How does that fit with John chapter three? It's the spirit and power of Elijah. Let's move on. Next question. And Wilson, Tom, do you think Christianity will become illegal in the West? That is Canada or the USA? Absolutely, I do. And Wilson, I don't know when from all the people who write to me from Canada. I know we have a lot of viewers in Canada. Listen, God bless you guys. It sounds to me like they're trying to do everything down a lot, but it will, uh, take it's going to happen it has to happen because of the way the bible plays out in the tribulation period you will not be able to worship jesus you're not going to be able to have a bible these things are going to be illegal so it absolutely is going to happen i just do not know when look at china right now look at uh, parts of africa you look at muslim countries but now in the west Baby, it's coming down. I'm going to, listen, I'm going to tell you something else here. Um, let's see here. I want to get to uh, um, uh, Don Barry's question here in just a second, so don't let it move. Uh, I want you to think of this. When we look at countries, nations, United States, Canada, Europe, um, Australia, Israel, think of those nations right there, right? They're responding to the things that are out there. Um, differently than a lot of the other nations are. Russia's not responding. You guys can have to do the math on this yourself and figure some of this out, what I'm talking about, because I can't say too much. But Russia's not responding to certain things the way we are. Africa is not responding to certain things the way we are. Uh, the Muslim countries predominantly aren't, aren't either. China's not even. Well, what is going on in these nations, the United States, Canada, Australia, Europe, and Israel? Guess what leader comes out of those territories? The, the revived Roman Empire. Out of that area, it's the Western world, Western in culture, Western in politics. That's where 
Antichrist rises out of. Isn't that kind of interesting? Because China's not part of Antichrist's kingdom, nor is Russia. Antichrist is going to try and take Africa. We know that from the Bible. Antichrist is going to be taking over some of the Muslim nations and not have success with others. We know that from Daniel chapter 11. So we see these different things. Think, well, this is really interesting. The very nations that Antichrist rises up out of happen to be the ones that are going through the very things that, um, that I'm not allowed to talk about. So... Do the math on that one. Okay, uh, here's uh, Don Berry question. Do you think Iran will attack Israel when they have the nuclear capabilities to try to draw the, in the U.S. for war? No, I don't think they want the U.S. to be drawn in for war, even regarding, uh, even with Biden, the Biden administration. I, I believe uh, behind Biden, there's, there's puppet masters. That's what I believe. I believe that America is under judgment. I believe Biden is a judgment. But also... We have the military-industrial complex that I think is running a whole lot of things. It wouldn't surprise me if the military-industrial complex wants a war with China in Taiwan, wants some kind of war to happen. Um, listen, there is so much chaos, and the more chaos that can be uh, in, invented and distributed, the more control the government's going to get. Think of wars. What happens when there's a war? Your country goes to war with another country. You start standing, everybody becomes very patriotic, even though that's a word we're not supposed to use anymore. But think of it, if there's a war against China and the U.S. was involved in it, would suddenly we have both sides, the right and the left, uniting together temporarily in America? I don't know. I mean, things are so weird now. But I don't think Iran wants to draw the U.S. into war. It wouldn't, even with Biden administration, it would not go good for Iran. Um, and even with Israel, it's not going to go good for Iran. They, they, they know that. Uh, but the time is coming. Listen, as I mentioned, I'm going to have Bill Salas live with me 2 p.m. tomorrow, Pacific Standard Time. Bill loves talking about uh, this particular, uh, the particular events over there in Iran. It's very likely that Israel is going to do something to strike that area to deal with the problems uh, that there are with Iran to eliminate that nuke threat. Because we are hearing it more and more and more. It may be Israel doing that, eliminating that problem. Um, and then Israel will be in peace and safety for a while. Uh, Russia's the kingmaker over there. Interesting times that we live in. But all that to say, I do not think Iran wants the U.S. to be involved in a war with them, even if, uh, even under the Biden administration. Okay. Thank you. Can we move up more questions? And thank you, by the way, for your, your super chats. <laughs> Every super chat helps tremendously. Thank you so much, KD, for that. Really, really, really appreciate that. Um, everything we do here is, it's, it's, it's simply by uh, donations. This ministry isn't funded by the church that I pastor. It's completely separate. So anything that comes in is very helpful, especially during the times we're in now with different things that we're having with Google. Michael says, has the explosion in Iran's nuclear plant resulting in two nearby towns to be evacuated? Depka report said that they have been. Listen, that is a great question, Michael. That is going to be one of the topics with me and Bill Salas tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be a very, very, very interesting time. This next question comes from FNM. Hello, Pastor Tom. I'm from France. Do you think Antichrist has to do with UFO? Because 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 is about signs and line wonders. Okay, I'll, I'll say this, that um, there are, uh, uh, will Antichrist be, uh, I guess, augmented by aliens or something like that? So here, here's what I believe. The um, UFOs that are seen in that type of thing, I think at, at best, they are demons, uh, demonic things that people are experiencing. I did a, a, a video not too long ago with Billy Crone. Um, in fact, I have one on my website right now that's only on my website. Uh, but I did one with Billy Crone not too long ago, and we got into the subject of, of UFOs and, and uh, demons. And he said, and I, and I totally agree with him, that when you look at people who say they're abducted by UFOs, and some of the things that these, these so-called aliens have them do, he said they ex are exactly the same. They mirror perfectly uh, the satanic rituals. So, I mean, I, I believe, again, these UFO sightings are really demonic things that are taking place. And will Antichrist be um, 
filled with a demon? Absolutely. In fact, I believe Antichrist is going to be possessed by Satan. Uh, when it gets to the midpoint of the tribulation, Satan's saying, okay, I'm taking him over. I've been kicked out of heaven. I'm taking over Antichrist. And also false prophet, I believe, is going to be filled with demons, uh, probably plural, uh, quite, quite possibly plural. Uh, you have the, these frog-like weird creatures of Revelation chapter 16 at Armageddon that come out of Antichrist and false prophet. And you're thinking, okay, it appears to be various demons that they are going to be possessed of, uh, but Satan uh, by Antichrist, or Antichrist will be possessed by Satan himself. So in that sense, I would say, yeah, it's going to be demonic, not UFOs in the sense of this world saying what unidentified flying objects are. They're aliens from some other planet. I don't think that's it at all. I think it's demonic. Uh, question, will giants and Nephilim, uh, once again, this comes from Salvation Zone, uh, zone uh, once again, walk this planet during the tribulation and eat humans? <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I, do, I don't think they're going to be eating humans. Um, the Nephilim I am going to be having in a conversation with somebody up here uh, uh, real soon. Uh, one day, question, do you think, where did the questions go? They just did, there it is. Do you think the third temple will be constructed soon? Um that's a great question. Do I think it will be constructed soon? I, um, I don't know when it will be constructed. Um, I, I do believe that when Israel gets the green light, whatever deal is made that gives them the, uh, the opportunity to be able to build the temple, I believe it's going to be happen fast, 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 super fast. Uh, listen, Israel's not going to have to go through the red tape. Okay, if you're, l l let me give you an example. I live in California. Um, California has got some very strict building codes, and you got environmental things. You've got all kinds of crazy stuff out here. And so if you want to build a house, it's like it's almost impossible. Um, you get, there's so much red tape, and it can take forever. In Israel... When it comes to building the temple, they aren't going to have to deal with all of that red tape stuff. They're going to be able to fly through it. Uh, plus, from everything I read, you have the Temple Mount Institute where they have all the instruments ready for worship. Even the showbread is already being is already ready to go, uh, able to make the showbread that's that's necessary. Um, there's there's priests that are already trained for the the um, rituals that need to take place, and then you you have these makeshift uh, areas of, of makeshift temples that they're able to practice in. And I'm pretty confident. I've seen reports on it in the past. I don't know if they're valid or not, but I've seen reports and it would not surprise me that there's already some prefabricated temple materials that are ready to go specifically for the building of the temple. Uh, and again, they aren't going to have the red tape. So once Israel is given the green light to build their temple through Daniel chapter nine covenant, that's confirmed with Antichrist, that may be it. Um, once they get that green light to build it, they're going to build it super fast. Uh, I'm sure the contractors are they're, they have already got an idea who's going to be building it. Some of my Israeli friends could probably tell me a little bit more about that. But they're going to be building it 24-7. They're not going to take any breaks. They're not going to have any red tape they're going to have to go through. And think of the millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars that are going to flood in to the temple building project from Jewish organizations throughout the world once they are given that green light to be able to build that temple. They aren't going to need any tax dollars. The money's going to be there, the will of the people, the will of the contractors, the will of the leadership in Israel. They're going to get the green light and that thing's going to be built fast. When it will be built, I do not know. Uh, question. Let's see. Is it assumed that God's glory occupies the Holy of Holies in order for the Antichrist to desecrate it? I think you can have an assumption that it would be that, but not necessarily. Just the fact that the Antichrist can come into the temple and just desecrate it if you have a Holy of Holies area where, where the presence of God is not dwelling um, in that particular temple. So he could go in there and desecrate the temple. The temple is designed to worship the Lord. So if you go in there, also think of this. Let's say uh, the Antichrist 
Uh, he desecrates the temple, commits, as Jesus calls it, the abomination of desolation in Matthew 24, verse 15. Let's say the abomination is something like Antiochus Epiphanes did, where he takes pig's blood and it's scattered, it's, it's splashed on the altar and so forth, and just on the walls of the temple. Let's say it's that way. Well, just just the the kosher laws and and, and what the Bible talks about pigs and so forth and not eating them uh, for the for the Jewish laws. Uh, that alone would do it regardless if you had the presence of the Lord in there. It would still desecrate the temple. Also, I believe the ultimate abomination of desolation is that Antichrist is going to sit in the temple and demand to be worshipped as God according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Um, next question. Let's see. Uh, can you guys scroll through this a little bit more? And thank you again for your super chats. I see them coming in. Thank you so much. They help out more than you may ever know. Anthony, child of the Most High, do you think that... Um, I cannot answer that question, Anthony, child of the Most High God, because that will give me... Hey, Jay Fallon. Hey, Jay Fallon. I'm guessing this is Jay Fallon all the way from Australia. I'm guessing who's going to be on with me. It looks like this week, folks, we're going to do a special, I believe it's going to be Wednesday, uh, talking about people who profess to be Christians. Jay, I'm guessing if that's you, Jay, you have something you want to say about that on on, a, on our little live we're going to be doing this week, and that's going to be... Um, they're going to be a great time. So I have two of them this week, one with Bill Salas and one with Jay Fallon. Thank you, Jay. Okay, let's move on. Um, let's see. Questions. Does Prince Charles know who the Antichrist is? Holy Spirit. Let's, let's move on to the next question. Uh, or move way back up to some of them that I already missed. Thank you very much. Question. Is Romans chapter 1, verse 32, who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also those who approve practice of them. Oh, there you go. Okay, Jay, got it. There's your other question. So thank you. So um, I'm guessing, uh, you know, I look at that and think, um, so in Romans chapter 1, verse 32, you have, there, there's, you have a lot of people who say, well, I don't necessarily, um, I, 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 for example, don't agree with homosexuality. I believe homosexuality is a problem. I don't agree with it. It's not my lifestyle. However, I voted for gay marriage or something like that. You're proving that. When you, listen, when you vote for something, you're approving it. So I don't believe in abortion, but I believe a woman can choose to abort a baby. So I vote according to the yeah, woman has the right to choose. Well, this is what God says. There's people who go to church who say those things. Well, uh, what am I to do? This is what God says in Romans chapter 1, verse 32. Who knowing the righteous judgment of God, abortion, homosexuality, whatever it is, knowing the righteous judgment of God, those who practice such things are deserving of death. Okay? Practice these sins, deserving of death, but not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. So it's not just about those who do those particular sins, who commit the particular sins, but when you approve of those, God says you're worthy of judgment. So when you look, if you're out there and you're looking at sins and you're just going along with them and say, well, yeah, but I'm not going to get it. I'm going to vote for it. It's okay if they do that. Listen, that's a huge problem because you're agreeing that that is okay. Uh, let me go to this next question. This is Tammy Driver. Question, when Prince Charles made a reference to him having trillions of dollars at his disposal. Who do you think Prince Charles was talking about at the COP26 conference? Uh, Tammy Driver, let's see. I had a video that was pulled where I talked about that. I didn't even, listen, I didn't even talk about medical stuff on my one video, but nevertheless, it's another story. Um, so Tammy is referring to COP26 speech that Prince Charles gave. Many of you saw that COP26 speech. Uh, James Cadiz and I talked about it. I believe it was on Friday and the video was able to post. Um, I did talk about it. You can see my video. One of them that I did, you can see on my website, hopeforourtimes.com. I believe it's also on Rumble where I talked about it too. And I got very specific about what I was thinking about what is behind that. But I do not know who Prince Charles was referring to. So folks, this is what Prince Charles basically said. He's up there at the COP26 meeting. He's talking about climate control. And he 
all of a sudden alludes out of nowhere to a man, him, he, uh, who is who basically is in control of all things. He's more powerful. This is how he, he, he said it in a way. This he is more powerful than all of the world leaders and all of the trillions are at his disposal. And he said it in a way like this guy is behind the scenes. We don't know who he is, but he's more powerful than anybody. I can't help but equate what he said to Revelation chapter 13. Listen to this. Listen to this based on what Prince Charles said. You can Google what Prince Charles said. You can also find it on my website, Hope for Our Times, and get it there in the message I did on it. I can't remember the title of the message, but I think it had Antichrist in the title. But this is what the Bible says. Uh, Speaking of Antichrist, he was given a mouth speaking pompous things, great things and blasphemies. He was given authority to continue for 42 months. In verse 4, they worship the dragon. This would be the people who received the mark. They worship the dragon. That would be Satan, who gave authority to the beast. In other words, Satan filled Antichrist. He's going to fill Antichrist, and he's going to give him his authority and his power. So they worship the dragon, Satan, who gave authority to the beast, and they worship the beast, saying, who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? So, Tammy, back to your question. You look at Prince Charles. He gets up there and he says he's more powerful than all the world leaders. And all of the trillions are at his disposal. And he was saying it in a way he's in control of everything. We are doing what he tells us to do. And Prince Charles never said who he was. It was just the weirdest thing. And it came out of nowhere but you could see he was reading. It was part of the script. He was telegraphing a message to anybody who would pay attention. This thing is in control. I mean, I heard that, Tammy. I'll be honest with you, everybody. I heard that. I watched it uh, a couple of weeks back, and I thought, we are closer than I think almost anybody actually thinks we are. I find it just absolutely fascinating these days that we live in. Um, listen, let, let, me, let me read this to you as we wrap things up. Damon Duck wrote this. He said, um, I'm concerned that America has become unthankful. America has abandoned most of its Christian values. America is in the process of submitting to a godless new world order. America has replaced Bible teaching at school with critical race theory, woke insanity, LGBTQ rights, etc. And the result of America's build back better without God insanity is going to make living conditions awful. Um, This is me. I believe that we are not far from uh, a collapse economically that is going to be worse than uh, 1929 depression. I look at that. I talked in the message about the the wars and rumors of wars that are happening right now, equating them to Revelation chapter 6 with the uh, second horseman of the apocalypse, the red horse. But I look at financial things, folks. I I, I do a lot of financial studies. I love sitting. I'll watch them on YouTube. I'll read books. I'll read newsletters on finances. And I'm looking and going, okay, anybody who's not paying attention um, is going to be caught off guard. But the way everything is going is we're heading rapidly to Revelation chapter 6, the third horseman of the apocalypse. I believe we're going to be raptured before that great catastrophe happens. But at the same time, I look at it and I think we're being prepared for war and rumor of war. We're being prepared for the economic catastrophe of Revelation chapter 6, where pretty much there's a level playing field. Everything is absolutely devastated. You have the rich people at the top that are controlling the rest of the world. And it looks to me like it is all planned. I would love to go further than that. A lot more to say, but I promised I was only going to go 15 minutes with with, uh, my Q&A. And I went a few minutes over. But I just wanted to share some of those final thoughts uh, with you guys also. Tell you what, one more. I'm just going to do one more final thought. Listen to this. Listen to this one. Um, This is from... uh, um, uh, this is also Damon Duckey's reporting. This came from the Canada Free Press, an article which I also happened to uh, look at. Uh, but he broke it down, making it simple for us. He says this. Um, Damon Duck wrote on November 26, 2021, Canada Free Press uh, carried an article by Ray DiLorenzo titled Archbishop Vignano Calls for Action. Uh, DiLorenzo uh, called the coming godless world government an evil conspiracy without equal in human history. He added that it will affect almost every living person on this planet with potential to kill billions. 
And here's part of what DiLorenzo reported from Vignano's call to action. Uh, globally, LEED has succeeded in seizing control a part of national governments, public and private institutions, the media, the judiciary, politicians, and religious leaders. It is the great reset of World Economic Forum, the Agenda 2030 of the UN. It is the plan of the New World Order in which a universal republic enslaves everyone and a religion of humanity cancels faith in Christ. And then he just goes on and says a lot more from there. Listen, I look at that. Listen, I understand Carlo Vignano, the Catholic bishop. He doesn't believe in Christ the same way I do. Uh, from what I understand, he even believes Mary's going to come back and fix this world. Listen, not going to happen like that. Jesus is coming back. But it is remarkable as you look at everything that's going on out there, how close we are uh, to the, 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 the time of the, it's the beginning of then. We are so close to the beginning of the tribulation period, the 70th week of Daniel. Listen, make sure that you're ready. Uh, make sure you've asked Christ to forgive you of your sins. There's no other name under heaven by which we can be saved than that. And also, Kevin, if you can pull up the, um, the, uh, uh, the, the questions again, I want to thank everybody who did on the super chats. If you can pull them up so I can see them. Um, I can, I can, listen, I can see, there you go. Thank you very much for all of you who, uh, all of the people who gave a uh, super chat to hope for our times, uh, today. Appreciate that greatly. Uh, we have Nislang B. We have other names I can't read. Let's see if I can read them. Yvette, thank you so much for your super chat. My, uh, Michelle, uh, Barnett, thank you so much. In fact, Michelle's asking for a prayer, uh, prayer. Let me pray for Michelle, for her husband, Brian, and her three daughters. Uh, Lord, we lift up, um, we lift up Michelle's husband to you, Brian, and also her three daughters, Brittany, Sarah, and Rachel to you. We pray for your ministering to them. Whatever the need is, Lord, you know exactly what it is. You hear our prayers because of what Jesus has done for us. We thank you, Lord. We lift up this family to you. Lord, I lift up all those who are watching to you. I pray for your ministering to them. Some are in a very, very difficult place right now. Strengthen them. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Uh, listen, also, there's a few more super chats I haven't been able to see yet. Um, and then uh, uh, also, I want to remind you before we do cut out, conference is coming up in Florida, in Orlando, Florida, at the end of January. Also, we have New Year's Eve coming up. It's going to be really, really, really exciting. That's going to be at 412 Church. You can visit that one in person. More information coming this week. Also, last thing, I got to say this. Make sure you go to our website. Here's what happened. I got shut down by YouTube, right? And the only way I can communicate with people when this happens right now is through my website. And then some things are posted on Rumble too. But the problem is, listen, I have an email. We're, we're, if you sign up on our email, we will be able to communicate with you. We had uh, several people we were able to send our emails out to last week and say, hey, look, we've been censored by YouTube. That's going. These things are going to continue to happen. And uh, if you go to the website, hopeforourtimes.com, I can communicate with you. I can tell you where to go to videos, uh, to get the videos and other information I want to let you know about too, because there's other things to tell people in the email. So, but the only way I can really keep in constant communication with you is just go to hopeforourtimes.com, sign up on the emails, and uh, that way I can send you the emails. I'll update you on things. I'll keep you posted on things. Um, and uh, listen, uh, we need to stay informed. We need to stay in touch. Uh, and uh, also helps you to be able to communicate with me. So it's a really good thing. Uh, thank you very much. Again, thank you, all of you, uh, for the donations and everything. Very helpful. It's the only way we can continue. God bless you guys. Let's continue to pray for each other because things are getting a little bit dicey out there. Uh, but Jesus is coming. God bless you guys. Talk to you soon, I hope. Make sure you go to HopeForOurTimes.com and sign up on the emails. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, HopeForOurTimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at HopeForOurTimes on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.